0: Motion. Calling for a bilateral ceasefire in Gaza and Israel and to address hate and discrimination. The board of Ann Arbor School District has received a lot of attention for the resolution that was passed last week addressing violence in Gaza and Israel. Among other things, the resolution called for a ceasefire. And we're taking the vote. Trustee Gaynor? Yes. Trustee Basquette? No. Trustee Dupree? Yes. That resolution passed four to one, two members abstaining. Ann Arbor is one of the first school boards in the country to pass a resolution like this. Was it polarizing? You bet. The board members have heard from so many people.
1: Congratulations on making it into the New York Times as one of the first is one of the first school districts in the nation to attempt to pass such an anti-American, anti-democratic resolution. Our students deserve to be equipped with tools to navigate complex issues that have an immediate impact on them. And it is my responsibility, particularly as an English teacher, to help students develop the skills to engage in informed, empathetic dialogue in safe spaces. We're
0: looking to move. We're looking to take our kids out of school. It's. A tragedy, never thought it would happen. To
1: refuse the spirit and promise of the resolution represents an existential threat to democracy.
0: But there are signs that Ann Arbor has some issues that need to be addressed head on. Today we learned that the U.S. Department of Education has opened an investigation into a middle school staffer who called a Palestinian Muslim student a terrorist. Today our guest is going to tell you why avoiding conflict was not really an option. She says that the board needed to pass the resolution. This is stateside. I'm April Baer. Rima Mohammed is a medical professional and is an elected member of the Ann Arbor School Board. She voted in favor of the resolution. She's also Palestinian American, and she has four kids in the district as well. Rima Mohammed, welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. The school board deals with any number of issues of pressing importance. And I I just wonder if you could tell us what the months, uh, going back to the first week in October and October 7th, what it's been like on the board in those months. So it's
1: it's been hard, especially when we're hearing a lot of you know, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, anti-Arab, and anti-Palestinian incidences that have been brought forward um, to the board, especially in prior weeks, but definitely in the prior, you know, since October 7th. It's been really difficult to hear those incidences and how families have been impacted, especially the, the kids.
0: Wow. So you're saying that these these threads were, were kind of present, or at least on the district's radar, before the attacks happened?
1: You know, definitely there was. Um, I know sometime in the spring, there was a anti-Semitic incident that happened at one of our schools. Um, and, and there was, there has been. Um, but definitely after October 7th, things have escalated.
0: Rima, do you mind sharing a little bit of what these months have been like for you personally? I know that you work in the medical field, and that you know it's (laughs) doing doing the work that you do is not really a matter of your personal feelings about it. But I just would you would you mind telling us a little bit about what it's been like watching what's happening in Gaza?
1: As you know, I'm Palestinian. Um, I do have family in Akka, so that's um, in the northern part of Israel, um, and I have a family friends that have family in Gaza. You know, it's been shocking. It's been hard, especially when the continuing of the killings. You know, that's been happening on on both sides. And so it's, it's been very hard. And so I am a parent of children through um, Ann Arbor Public Schools. So just relating it to more of not just the personal, but even, you know, my kids. And I do want, you know, the violence personally. I want the violence to end in Gaza and Israel. But also I want to make sure that, you know, my kids and other kids that are impacted by the conflict are valued heard and seen i think that was the hardest part is how do i you know relate to you know i have children who are palestinian there are families that have israeli children or jewish children um and how i'm able to i mean i'm processing my own emotions but at the same time how am i able to share with my, child, my own children, what's going on without causing the generational trauma that I have faced and that has come back, you know, since since the October 7, you know, and the conflict
0: that has happened. With all of that in mind, how did you see your, your and the board's responsibilities? Can you, maybe this is a good time to talk about how the, the question of a resolution first came up. Yeah,
1: so um, first of all, um, the resolution came forward just to kind of give you some background. Um, The resolution came forward from a Ann Arbor public school student after several of these incidences that have occurred with anti-Semitism, you know, Islamophobia and anti-Arab and anti-Palestinian racism. And that has been brought to the board for several weeks or even months and then, due to these community concerns, trustee Carahero brought forward the resolution that the student, you know, brought forward um, word for word. So, it brought forward it to the board to consider and discuss during the board meeting on December twentieth. And I just wanted to, you know, stress that um, I wasn't involved with the write up of the original proposal or the resolution, nor were the other trustees um, on the board. So since then, we did bring forward, you know, the resolution, we discussed it, we tabled it. This was in December, we tabled it to January seventeenth, you know, the past Wednesday. And that's when we actually brought it to the table for a vote. And, you know, during that time, you know, we when we brought the resolution forward, in December, there was a lot of resistance in passing ceasefire resolutions that represent the vulnerable, marginalized voices in the Ann Arbor community. At that time, you know, Ann Arbor City Council didn't have a resolution. Wayne County did not have a resolution. But you know, it was significant that Ann Arbor City Council passed a ceasefire resolution recently, and that was um, the week prior to when we voted on the resolution. So now, as a school district. We needed to support our resolution. The resolution is very different than, you know, the city council or the Washtenaw County uh, resolutions.
0: Yeah. In your time on the school board, have you ever been in a situation that was, that drew quite so much public attention and was so divisive? How would you say that this compares with other difficult issues that you've worked on? So...
1: It's definitely different because um, in the summer, fall, we were going through the superintendent situation.
0: More than 60 people commented tonight with the fate of Dr. Janice Swift on the line. The board passed two motions at its last meeting to negotiate her departure and give her a pre-termination notice. The controversy follows video that surfaced from 2021 showing a bus aide abusing a special needs student with autism.
1: So that was really tense, especially, you know, there were people that were supportive of the the move that the board did and people that were not supportive.
0: Just for those who don't live in Ann Arbor, uh, what essentially happened was that the former superintendent uh, separated from the district Uh, After after a very tense, a very tense relationship with the school board. Yes.
1: And, you know, she was a superintendent for a little over 10 years. So it was a very, very difficult situation. Definitely what is happening now is 10 times harder because it is impacting kids directly. It's impacting our teachers directly. It is impacting families directly and there's a lot of i mean there's a conflict there's a there's a war going on which brings out a lot of generational trauma what is also impacting our children as well so very much more difficult than what I've I faced as as a board member
0: Rima There are lots of people who would just look at this on the face of it and say, why should a school board take a stand on something that is essentially a foreign policy affair? Can you say a bit more about that?
1: You know, especially the I know there's a lot of questions about ceasefire. You know, why ceasefire? There are components of the resolution that are crucial as well, uh, which includes addressing, you know, hate speech, discrimination, racism, racism. Um, as well as the education piece, which is definitely a concern among the teachers and staff as far as how do we we address this. There are teachers that don't know how to manage the discussion about the conflict in the classroom. How do they support kids that are struggling? You know, so that that is a big piece. And then also that the discrimination and the racism part. Um, but You know, first of all, I wanted to stress that, you know, as a board member on this resolution, my decision was not based on my personal views. It was really based on the concerns and the voices that we're hearing from community members that were impacted directly by this conflict. Um, But if you ask yourself, what is really, what is a ceasefire? And I believe a ceasefire, a call for a ceasefire is to help ease the pain for everyone. You know, calls for ceasefires really to promote peace, you know, humanity and moving forward. Um, also, a call for a ceasefire is really to promote uh, coexistence. And why it's important to have a resolution like this is because, you know, our school community should be able to say violence and war is not the answer. A ceasefire is a call for peace. And, you know, I couldn't in my conscience make anyone feel you know scared or threatened or devalued so it's important for me to make our community feel safe and also you know why is it related to the schools well we should be able to teach our children approaches to stopping violence and taking sides of peace and that's why I do feel it's important that you know a ceasefire resolution like this was passed
0: Uh, I just wanted to pause for a minute on that phrase you just said, taking sides of peace, meaning not siding necessarily with Hamas or with Israel, but taking a side for peace.
1: Yeah, so um, what's important is that, you know, a ceasefire, especially about bilateral ceasefire, is really to stop the violence on both sides. So we want peace on both sides so that we can move forward.
0: We need to take a break for just a moment. We'll talk more with Rima Mohammed after that. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. I think a lot of us would like to try to protect our kids from having to think about anything as horrendous as what's been happening. I mean, was that part of what the board was thinking about in deliberating this?
1: Yes. Um, you know, and I think that is the most crucial part of the resolution um, as well. I know we all want to protect our kids, and, but unfortunately, the kids are already exposed. You know, they're exposed to it through social media. It's all over social media. So, you know, we know our kids know about what's happening. We do, because they're exposed, we do need to address how this ongoing conflict impacts how our teachers and staff can support the children and the families that are struggling and that are exposed to this this conflict. So that is why we needed to support this resolution because it's a plan to support these teachers, staff, including professional development training, balanced resources, for them to be able to support the students and and families that are, especially the students that are asking questions about this conflict.
0: One of the things that I've been thinking about since I read the news of the board's decision is just the fact that Ann Arbor has so much history in anti-war movements. And yet, at the same time, this has been such a controversial topic. Why do you think that is? I think it's because I know I, I, I dislike using
1: the word that it's complicated. I mean, that's, that's probably what it is. I mean, it is,
0: it is. It's a different kind of conflict.
1: Yes. It's a very different kind of conflict. And what is also unique about Ann Arbor that maybe most people don't realize is that it does have a large, you know, Palestinian, Muslim, Arab community, but it also has a large, Jewish Israeli community. So I think that is, you know, very unique to Ann Arbor that you wouldn't see in other cities. And and that's what I noticed with a lot of the public commentary that we were getting. It truly brings back a lot of like the emotions come out, but also there, I do believe there is generational trauma, you know, people who are, you know, children of Holocaust survivors you know, people who are children of Palestinians that um, were part of the Nakba. So it does bring a lot of trauma. And I think that is why this this particular situation is has impacted many.
0: Has this situation changed your view of public service in any way? Not really. I mean,
1: I this is this was a very difficult um, decision you know especially trying to understand how do we make sure you know how do i because again i can't speak on behalf of the board but how do i make sure that i'm making a decision that is helping you know the you know the entire community the community as a whole and what has been hard is that there are um people there are you know members of the community that will feel you know unheard or um which i think that is the hardest part i've always been true to making decisions especially uh to help the most vulnerable the most marginalized community members um in this district and i've always you know with every decision i always think about those those communities that don't have a voice, you know, that aren't the loudest, you know, people in the room, that aren't the privileged people in the room. So um, balancing that, but also also addressing, you know, the, the feelings of, of the members of the community that don't feel like this is helpful for them. I do care about and value all members of the community, and that includes um, Palestinians, Israelis, Muslims, Jewish—you know—members of the community. Um, and I do believe that this resolution, especially with all the edits that we've made it at the table, um, will address the concerns of all those—all all those that have been impacted by the the conflict.
0: Rima, thank you so much for talking to us.
1: Okay, thank you so much.
0: And that's the Stateside Podcast. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganpublic.org. Today's podcast episode was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Olivia Moradian and Lauren Neong. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Pod music comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.